Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And this week we are going to be featuring the 1988 film Rain Man. And Rain Man it was directed by Barry Levinson and it stars Tom Cruise as Charlie Babbitt and uh, Charlie Charlie Babbitt. And uh, Dustin Hoffman as Raymond Babbitt. And Valerie Galino plays the girlfriend of Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise ends up uh, finding out his his father died. And it's not a pretty thing when he's, he's... He learns his father dies and he's very unemotional about it. And... Causes his girlfriend to have a lot of second thoughts on whether or not she's dating the right guy. Well, Charlie had a bit of a falling out with his father early on and evidently over mostly a car, which ironically he inherits eventually. So he goes to the attorney uh, to for the reading of the will, for of his father's will, and he is a little, little upset. Uh, about what he inherits. And I remember, too, the day you left home, so full of bitterness and grandiose ideas, so full of yourself. And being raised without a mother, the hardness of your heart is understandable as well. Uh, your refusal to even pretend that you loved or respected me, all these I forgive. But your failure to write, to telephone, to re-enter my life in any way has left me without a son. I wish you all I ever wanted for you. I wish you the best. I hereby bequeath to my son, Charles Sanford Babbitt, that certain Buick convertible, the very car that unfortunately brought our relationship to an end. Also, outright title to my prize-winning hybrid rose bushes. May they remind him of the value of excellence and the possibility of perfection. As for my home and all other property, real and personal, these shall be placed in trust, in accordance with the terms of that certain instrument executed concurrently here with. What does that mean, the last part? What does that mean? It means that the estate, in excess of $3 million after expenses and taxes, will go into a trust fund. And that trust fund is not, is not in Charlie's name, and he's none too happy. And he's not told who it is that inherited the $3 million plus estate. Well, not very long into the movie, he discovers that he has a, a brother and a brother named Raymond and he was never told he had a brother all of his life. He was not told he had a brother. And the trust belongs to Raymond. Now the only problem is Raymond is an, later to found out to be an autistic savant and he does not 
understand the value of money. Whereas Charlie, who we see at the beginning of the film, we're a little concerned about, about money and throughout the middle of the film concerned about money and almost to the end concerned about money. But the thought of money consumes him, which I think we've all seen Tom Cruise play this, this kind of role before. But, uh, but Raymond is a different kind of guy. He memorizes the who's on first routine, uh, the Evan Costello who's on first. I don't know who's on second. Uh, I don't know who's on third. Yeah. And he greets people by saying, are you taking any prescription medication? And, and of course, he really likes Jeopardy and the People's Court. People's Court. Da, 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 da. He also values books. He does not want to be, he, he, he does not want to be bookless. Of course, I'm going to be bookless. Uh, he does not want to be bookless. Uh, he, he values books so much that he memorizes the phone book. And Charlie is not too happy that he has to take him across country. He has to get to L.A. from Cincinnati. And he's not real happy with, well, he ends up kind of kidnapping Raymond. And it's in a matter of speaking. And even though Raymond is an adult, um, he takes him across country so he can essentially use him as blackmail uh, or however you want to put it uh, for the his half of the three million dollars and he's consumed with the thought that his 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 father screwed him over but to save his business it's important that charlie get to la from cincinnati and there's problems Quantus? Never crashed. 
Well, that's... I mean, that's gonna do me a lot of good, Ray. Yeah. You see, Qantas doesn't fly to L.A. out of Cincinnati. You've got to get to Melbourne. Australia. Melbourne, Australia, in order to get the plane that flies to Los Angeles. Do you hear me? So... Qantas, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, unfortunately did have a, a crash. But nevertheless, this scene is quite entertaining. And it's it's funny, he wants him to take Qantas and go all the way to Melbourne from Cincinnati to get to to get to L.A. Well, uh, the fact of the matter is there's many adventures throughout the film, and, and I'm quite sure most people listening to this have probably watched it, but I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Uh, however, there are some really funny uh, parts to this movie, to this drama. It's a dramatic film, but, oh my goodness, it's just so funny how... Uh, two people can be so much, um, or so little alike, I should say, and and Charlie and and Raymond being brothers, it's 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 a highly unlikely thing, but here we are. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise was being Tom Cruise in the movie. He, uh, however, he was great as Charlie, and I, 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 I probably would say. At least of his earlier films, this is his best acting acting job. But of his earlier films, we'll put it that way, um, he uh, played the extremely frustrated brother very well. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, uh, bravo, won Best Actor for his performance, and this is his this was his second Oscar. His first one was for Kramer versus Kramer a decade earlier, and. He has uh, been nominated seven times total. Last one being Wag the Dog back in 98. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, by the time you're hearing this, will have been 82. And he uh, has been mostly ignored uh, by film producers, though, of late. Really, probably the last 15 to 20 years, he has had some, some roles. But producers don't really want to cast him uh, because he's got a reputation for being very difficult. Now, his uh, his uh, role in Rain Man or his performance in Rain Man was just spot on. And I think it's wonderful. Uh, there were a few people that were critical because his his performance was one dimensional. And, you know, but but I think in one way that was the best part of his performance because I think that Dustin Hoffman never was caught, you know, winking at us and saying, yeah, you know, look at me, I'm playing this, the, the part of this, of this guy, I have all these funny lines and I'm playing, uh, playing it straight. Um, he just did a, he did a great job. And I think he, this uh, was potentially the best acting job he's done. You know, he never, uh, yeah, he's, it is one dimensional, but it was probably, he was so, so focused on it. And I just think did a marvelous job. Definitely deserved an Oscar for that role. Uh, Valerie Galino uh, plays really not not a lot of um, not a lot of FaceTime in the in the film, uh, but uh, but she plays a pivotal role because she's a, a selfless person uh, with Charlie, or at least we get the impression that he's she's selfless, and she is beginning to only see selfishness in Charlie. And and I think she is trying to make Charlie realize 
uh, Charlie being Tom Cruise realized that he he's got problems with his obsession with himself. Uh, Valerie Glino uh, turned 54 in October 2019, and she has 98 acting credits to her name. She's also directed three small-budget films. Film producer Terry Mullen plays the unemotional Dr. Bruner. And once again, this is another one-dimensional performance, and he just plays a guy that's unemotional and doesn't... He, he, he only cares about Raymond, uh, but he never gets mad, never loses his temper. Um, and it's kind of funny because we really only see Charlie lose his temper in the film, except for when, you know, Valerie Glino, his girlfriend, is gets angry uh, because Charlie gets angry. And Charlie uh, is so consumed with himself that she gets upset. But... We see all the others be unemotional, and it's kind of an interesting dynamic uh, of this film. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Mullen uh, doesn't have a lot of acting credits, uh, but listen to this. Some of the movies he's produced, Days of Thunder, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Twister. Um, he made some money in the 90s. Uh, Michael Roberts uh, played Vern. Uh, I don't know, Vern, hey, Vern, uh, Vern, Vern, I don't know, Vern. Um, uh, Michael Roberts is at, sorry for the uh, somewhat bad impression. I used to be spot on with Raymond, by the way, as some people have known me for long enough know that I used to be spot on with Raymond. But Michael Roberts had a, has a 48-year career going uh, in, in acting, and, and most recently... Uh, it was starred in, or not starred, but appeared in uh, A Star is Born in 2018. Um, if you look closely, you'll see Bonnie Hunt um, as the server in the film. And she appears as Sally Dibbs, Dibbs Sally. And Raymond, of course, memorized the phone book and recognized her name when she saw the name badge. Uh, now, the only problem with that is, is usually name badges uh, at restaurants don't, <laughs> don't they don't usually have the last name. But but for the purposes of the film, it, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic there. Uh, Kim Robillard appeared as the country doctor that diagnosed uh, Raymond as uh, autistic. And he has 65 credits to his name since... Uh, they that go back to 1986, and uh, notably one of his recent films was uh, he appeared in Django Unchained. Uh, Beth Grant played the mom on the farm, where eventually you see Charlie try to break in 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 uh, in the into their home in a, a covert way. He tries to pretend. They're from the Nielsen board, and of course Raymond blows the cover. But uh, anyway, she has a, a forty-year career going uh, in acting, uh, mostly a character actress. Uh, but she has two hundred twelve credits, um, mostly bit parts. Uh, but she was a regular uh, character on the Mindy Project, the TV show that uh, got canceled uh, a couple years ago. 
Uh, Hans Zimmer has uh, did the score for the film, and um, he is a, he has scored uh, for he scored 140 films going back to 1985, including Pirates of the Caribbean films, the Dark Knight films, uh, Lion King, and uh, my favorite of his is Sherlock Holmes. Uh, now, the only thing about the score is it is relatively dated, and there is a part, a couple of parts in it where you're wondering um, if you are, um, if you might be in a Chinese restaurant, because uh, I, I don't know where the Oriental music comes comes to, comes from, but but there are moments of of that, and let's see, uh, Barry Morrow and Ronald Bass. Uh, won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, bravo to them! It was a it was a wonderful script, and you know I mean everything about this film is is wonderful. There's there's a couple of of um, interesting moments and you know, but I I think the script is great, and I I think uh, the the music is really good anyway. And um, and by the way, one thing about the the soundtrack. Uh, as an aside from Hans Zimmer, is um, that was the first time I was ever exposed to Etta James. I when I was seventeen years old when I watched this movie, and I had never heard the song at last at all, and and I really enjoyed it. And then I kind of got into a lot more stuff uh, by Etta James. So it's kind of funny what a what a movie can do, and that's one one of the many reasons why I enjoy doing this podcast is. He learned so much, and um, I, you know, by studying it. I don't know if anyone listening here is li- learning a whole lot, but I know by researching things that uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, but uh, Rayman won the Best Picture uh, award um, at the Oscars, and, and I think well deserved. I think Rayman um, at the time was obviously ranked as the best movie of the year uh, i think over the last 30 years though it the, the movie hasn't lost its luster as far as i'm concerned and let me let me just uh, give me an example uh when I, I when i did a podcast uh last year for forrest gump on forrest gump i watched i you know i re-watched the movie and i and i found myself it's still enjoying it but not enjoying it as much as I did in 1994 and in in a couple of ensuing years um, I think it lost a little bit of oomph you know to to it and I think a lot of people would probably agree with me Um, however when I watch Rain Man I probably watched this movie um, somewhere um, at least the first 30 minutes or so uh, I probably watched uh, I don't know I venture to say a hundred times um, and after it first came out on video, but um, I have not seen it uh, for about ten years. And when I watched it this time, I just I was going, "This is still a really great movie." And and it comes in, it comes out, and it came out in nineteen eighty eight, and it's not very dated. The the Hans Zimmer score, little bit, little bit heavy on the on the synthesizer, but but. For the most part, this film is not dated at all, uh, and I think part of it at Lens is because of the the cars that are involved, 
cars are a big thing in this movie and and none of the cars uh, look old or dated they're all nice hot cars and uh, he's selling Lamborghinis of course he's selling them for uh, what 20 grand a piece um, I don't know where he, I can get a Lamborghini for 20 grand now but I guess you could in 1988 but you know and the movie somewhat centers around the the Buick convertible that that Charlie kind of stole from his dad uh, just went out on a little joyride and then when his dad ca called in the 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 car is stolen he ended up in jail for a couple of nights even though his dad knew who who, who took it well and Barry Levinson won for best director and so that was the fourth uh, award that it, that the Rayman took in and I love the fact that this this movie cashed in uh, at the Academy Awards that year because I think it was just it's just a great film uh, Barry, Barry Levinson uh, appears uh, in the film in one part uh, now this one part is dated because uh, he has a horrible haircut uh, just absolutely awful and and I had one in, in 30 years ago too so I you know but that was 30 years ago uh, but he plays the doctor that that keeps pricking at Charlie and just kind of at the wrong way and Charlie is eventually ends up blowing a gasket with the guy now Barry Levinson has also directed uh, some movies oh maybe you've heard of them Good Morning Vietnam uh, The Natural Diner Bugsy Wag the Dog he has a total of 41 uh, uh, credits as a director with the with two of the his latest uh, credits were HBO uh, movies that I that I think were really good uh, Paterno and and um, the the Wizard of Lies uh, that was about Bernie Madoff now one of the interesting things about Rain Man is when I watched this movie when I was 17 years old, I did not know what a savant was. And it's interesting how this movie brought so much awareness to what a savant is. And uh, there's obviously many types of uh, savants out there, but um, it's amazing how, uh, how a person can do so much math so well and solve ri ridiculously difficult equations, but um, not understand literally the value of a dollar. Uh, very interesting. Well, I highly recommend, if you have not watched Rain Man, I've tried not to give out uh, too much uh, of the film or too many of the good lines, but this film really is just completely jam-packed with, with great... Uh, great uh, with great lines and and of course uh, all all of the funny stuff is is done in straight fashion and you know and most of it, most of the funny stuff um, is is comes directly from Raymond and of course called the rain man uh, as a child is what Charlie called him this is why he's the movie's called rain man but if you have not seen it 
Uh, definitely go watch it. I have not given anything away. Well, maybe just a little bit, but but it's a warm film, and and I and I think it can really uh, make a person uh, question what things are important in life. Well, and of course, I'm going to have to wrap this podcast up because, of course, I've, I've got Jeopardy at five o'clock. Got, got Je- Je- of course, I got Jeopardy at five o'clock. So, I am David Heath, and this is Cinema Chat, and I appreciate everybody listening to the program. Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. 97X. Bam! The future of rock and roll.